Hello, friends. I'm Luke, and I serve on the music team at Holy Family. We continue to hear stories from people like you who listen to the Holy Family podcast and consider Holy Family your church. And whether you're someone who's constantly on the go, hasn't found a church community where you live to which you can belong, or someone who's wondering about the shape of your faith, we are honored to be with you by sharing these reflections from our Sunday liturgies. We rely on the generosity of our congregation, which includes you wherever you listen, to help our ministry achieve and maintain financial health. If this podcast has been a gift to you, would you consider making a contribution so that we can continue offering resources that welcome questions, curiosities, and doubts? You can make a gift by following the link in our show notes. That's at holyfamilyhtx.org. From Holy Family HTX, an Episcopal church for people without a church, this is the Holy Family Podcast, a collection of ideas about leading a Jesus-centered life. We clearly explore the church's understandings while bringing our own questions, curiosities, and doubts, and we never demand fake agreement. Theological exploration is just better that way. So, let's take a moment of silence as we get ready to contemplate today's ideas. morning, y'all. So recently in the class that Jacob has been offering here on Tuesdays, he talked about Thomas Jefferson's Bible. Some of y'all might remember this or have know about this. Thomas Jefferson wasn't really into miracles or anything that the senses couldn't prove or anything that seemed a little too unenlightened for his high intellect. So he decided to make his own version of the Gospels by actually literally cutting out all of the miracles and mysteries, which of course was pretty gutsy. And maybe if I had the guts, I'd be tempted to make my own Bible, one in which all the parts where Jesus seemed a little mean were cut out. Like today's gospel reading from Matthew. So there's a children's formation called Godly Play. We might be able to hear some of it. We use an adaptation here at Holy Family. The children are told a story from the Bible or from the Christian tradition, and they are invited to wonder together about it. I wonder which part you liked best. I wonder which part is about you. I wonder if there is any part we could leave out and still have all the story we need. I would be tempted to answer that last question, yes. Jesus calling the Canaanite woman a dog could have been left out. And it would have been just fine by me and my preferred image of Jesus. But I believe the Holy Spirit uses the Bible, even the hard parts, to change and form us. Some of that formation comes through arguing with the text and wrestling with the experience of one passage holding tension with another passage. I have heard the first part of our gospel reading interpreted this way. This is where uh, 
Jesus is having this conversation about what contaminates. Is it whether or not you wash your hands or what goes in or what you do and say? So I've heard it uh, interpreted in this way. Aren't we Christians glad that we don't have to hold on to fussy laws like the Jews do? And that Jesus came to free us from legalism and tell us what really matters. Which can be understood to say, and I know some of you have heard this inadequate reading too, God chose the Jews and they got it wrong. So Jesus came to choose Christians instead so that we can get it right. This thinking puts Christians, most of whom are Gentiles or non-Jews, in the insider category and Jews in the outsider category. But let's look at what the Gospel of Matthew that we read today offers up immediately after this story. A Canaanite woman comes to Jesus to ask that her daughter be healed. So in the Gospel of Mark, she's described as a Greek of Syrophoenician origin, which is a factual description of her linguistic and geopolitical status. But here in the gospel we read this morning in Matthew, which was probably written mostly for Jesus following Jews, she's called a Canaanite. And this is weighted language for someone familiar with the Hebrew scriptures. It would probably evoke ideas of the other or outsider or even enemy. And maybe it does that to some of us. But she, the Canaanite woman, in her wisdom and faith, calls Jesus by the name of Lord, son of David, indicating a plea by this Gentile woman to the God of Israel. And Jesus, in the harshness that I almost wish I could wipe out, tells a woman pleading for the life of her daughter, I have been sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It is not good to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Jesus, a Jew reminds us who is the chosen people. He's just been griping about actions of some Pharisees, a strict Jewish sect. But lest we think that he is condemning Judaism at all, he makes it plain here, in all his harshness, who God's promised children are. So for a moment, it looks like he might be categorizing Israel as insiders and Gentiles as outsiders. And then Jesus goes on to actually heal the daughter of the Canaanite woman. In fact, he tells her she has great faith. In fact, Jesus only says this to one other person in the Gospel of Matthew, and that's another Gentile, the Roman centurion. In fact, if you remember the Gospel reading from just last week, just a couple chapters earlier, Jesus has just told Peter that he has little faith. This passage of Matthew shows Jesus's strong insistence on God's covenant with the people of Israel and his simultaneous weird inclusion of a Gentile family into God's healing restoration. Both at the same time. The Canaanite woman shows a faith that some Jews don't have. She reminds us of other Gentiles in the Bible like Ruth and Rahab, whom God receives and uses in God's sweeping work of blessing. Jesus seems to be allowing the Canaanite woman and by extension, 
her Gentile status into the insider category? Is this action placing the people of Israel in the outsider category? Is Jesus replacing Jews with Christians? So Paul, in the letter to the Romans that we heard this morning, has a clear response. Has God rejected his people? Absolutely not. I am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God hasn't rejected his people whom he knew in advance. God's gifts and calling can't be taken back. Sometimes Christians have a hard time understanding that in God's heart, there is no binary system of chosen and unchosen. We seem to be always trying to figure out who is rejected. If Israel is God's chosen people, what does that make us? We must think of the people of Israel as being chosen by God for a purpose. And if that's the case, God uses the Gentiles, the rest of us, to support that purpose, which we do by seeking and loving the God of Israel. I'm going to do a thing they told us not to do in seminary and bring yet another reading into this discussion. Because I think that our Isaiah reading from today's lectionary literally brings us all together. Isaiah refers to God as the Lord God who gathers Israel's outcasts. The Lord God, the God of Israel, the God we follow, gathers outcasts. The moment someone is designated as an outsider, they are gathered in. This is who God is. And the moment someone thinks they are an insider, their work is to continue the ingathering work of God. This God is a God who disrupts categories of insider and outsider. I will gather still others to those I have already gathered. Our God is a God who desires to gather in, who subverts all our notions of chosen and rejected, who surprises us when we think we have categories of people figured out. Our God is a God who both chooses Israel and simultaneously says all peoples will make our home in God. Our God is a God who says we Gentiles are immigrants and yet we still belong. And therefore, this is the kind of people our God invites us to be. Not to undo identity and distinction, for it is indifference. It is in having an other that there can be relationship at all. It is indifference that we are able to extend blessing to one another. God doesn't want to undo our differences. God wants us to transcend categorization. God wants us to extend and receive belonging beyond categorization. God wants us to participate in God's upending of insider-outsider categories. So I wonder if there is any part that we could leave out and still have all we need. I'm not sure there is.
can find more resources to help you lead a Jesus-centered life at holyfamilyhtx.org. Again, it's holyfamilyhtx.org.